Welcome to Mountain Mama's Misadventures, stories of mishap and adventure from women adventurers. Every woman has a story she can share, from the zany to the inspirational. Brought to you by Mountain Mama's, a nonprofit women's adventure organization. Women empowering women to adventure. My name is Emily Hacken. And I'm Marilyn Boucher, and we are your hosts today. We are introducing Anna Davis, a delightfully wonderful close friend of mine. And <laughs> Mike since college, like oh, way college back. roommates. Yes. <laughs> Freshman, no, sophomore year. Oh, at SUU mm-hmm. in Utah, so Southern Utah University. Big time bestie. <laughs> <laughs> and she is incredibly empowering her entire life. I'm going to first introduce her, though. She comes from this rambunctious family of six kids, uh, has 15 nieces and nephews who are bottoms. So cute. (laughs) And she grew up uh, camping, adventuring, hiking, all the fun outdoors with her family. So we have that tight connection there. And was a ranger in uh, Timpanogos Cave. Mm -hmm. Yes, Timpanogos Cave in Utah. Yes, I'm surprised you didn't put that as your cool theme, because I think that's awesome. <laughs> and I worked at Cedar Breaks National Monument as well. I know, you were like the, that's like the dream is to be a ranger. You were officially a park ranger, right? Like, yeah. For real, for, for eight real years. Park. Yeah. The green and gray with the badge and everything. <laughs> and yeah. the coolest and hat ever. <laughs> and we're going to bring Anna back for sure for more of her stories, because she's got a million adventure stories. <laughs> Always been in the past and then in the future, too. She not only looks good in Green Ranger clothes, but she's also been an AP art history teacher and, a, a, frankly, a very influential art teacher at um, her high school. And even before that, she's worked with a program called Unified, where they incorporate outdoor learning uh, to teach different value skills, character, all kinds of things. Like, it, you know, can you explain that, Unified? Like, what age of youth? Yeah, are... Unified Studies was a really remarkable program at Orem High School. I team taught with a guy named Sid Hatch, and uh, the amazing thing about it was we had all four periods in a row. So and we had the entire like day. this is junior high, high school? This was high school. Okay. So mostly, mostly juniors and seniors in high school. Okay. And we taught art, English, science, social studies, and recreation. Mm-hmm. Five, five subjects in one full day. And we had the full day so that we, we went on a field trip every single week. Uh, you love that class? Like, we went cross-country skiing, we go into art museums, plant collecting. We would even do the super activity in May where we went to Boulder Mountain and, go, you know, Goblin Valley. So it was a really special program. My first four years in education, I was teaching that program. Oh, that's so cool. That's so cool. She's a yodeler, which I've heard her many a time <laughs> on a mountaintop. And she also, she's not just bigger at her high school, she's big statewide and a district content specialist. Okay, I wanted to talk a little bit about your cool skill of yodeling, because um, I have tried and failed <laughs> fantastically. So yeah, where did that get started? Well, I'm kind of a one-hit wonder, so don't <laughs> think like I have this repertoire of yodels. Um, it's funny because I was a, it was actually when I was a ranger at Timpanogos Cave, I had the closing shift and I was coming down the mountain. The light was just coming through the canyon. It was gorgeous. And I just had this urge to yodel. Like I just <laughs> wanted to express my joy in that way. And I didn't know how. So I was singing like, up in the hill with a lonely goat and lay, you know, I didn't know what I was doing. Um, I feel like Sound of Music songs lend themselves <laughs> to Alpine joy. Oh, yeah, totally. <laughs> so then I was looking online, 
And I got this CD called U2 Can Yodel. <laughs> and I remember it. <laughs> it's actually a guy from Provo, Carrie Christensen. And basically, you just pretend you're a teenage boy and start to learn how to crack your voice <laughs> deliberately. Oh. And I, anyway. So I started trying it. I do practice my car to save everyone else the, the misery of listening to me try to figure that out. Um, but I have I have a yodel that I do fairly often. Like when I'm just feeling joy outside in a canyon or on top of a mountain. Um, the best place I've ever found is at the Wedge Overlook. Oh, in there's, a San Rafael swell near yeah, Price, Utah. Yeah, yep, I love that place. <laughs> there's the spot where literally I would I would yodel and I could hear it seven times. <gasps> just like Because it's on the edge of this huge gorge. Yeah. It looks like the little Grand Canyon is yes. what it is. Yeah. And the the walls just like bounce back and forth and it was so cool. So anyway, yeah, like it happens a lot. There's many videos of me. Alright, let's hear it. <laughs> Blow the speakers. All right, all right here we go. <laughs> on call, here we go. Lo di le di le lo di lo li di le lo di lo li lo di le di di le lo di le 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 lo di le di lo lo di le 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 lo di le di 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 <laughs> I'm gonna be playing so that, that back. A that one? Yes. I'm good at. Try to be able anything else. I'm not very. No, good. you can tell that she has a great voice, and she is a great singer. <laughs> She's in a in a community choir too. Yeah, yeah, great voice. I just have to, my husband wants to buy an alphorn and like. <laughs> Yes. Yodel and play the and just be in the mountains and live the life. So now <laughs> he'll be so inspired. <laughs> I love it. Oh, that's great. <laughs> Thank you so much. You're welcome. <laughs> All right, back on track. <laughs> I don't know if we want to. I'm doing well. No, so as a teacher, she's excelled. She's she's not just she influences people. Like I said, with unified with all kinds of state. Um, associations, the Utah Art Association mentor, um, and, and collaborative efforts that you've done. I've seen you organize all kinds of things statewide. Um, and you've not only do you look for ways to think outside the box and empower teenagers and students and those you're around, um, but you also have created a business. Um, you've gone above and beyond as a teacher and won state awards. In um, art, like art, this yeah. is all art teacher focused. Yeah. yeah. I've Will you won tell at us? least. Yeah, so I've won Utah Art Education Association High School Educator of the Year. And oh, then nice. a little later, I won Educator of the Year. Wow. And then a little later, I won Art History Educator of the Year. <laughs> and then I won, I, I did win the Springville uh, High School show. the BYU McKay School of Education Art Educator of the Year. Wow. And the Beverly Taylor Sorensen Secondary Visual Art Educator of the Year. <laughs> you are. So I peaked, you know. I it's know. all downhill. It's her calling. Like this, she, yeah, you can tell. When somebody's found their calling, it looks like that. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Like you are empowering. 
um, women in the community, youth in the community, um, I think through art, and it's just beautiful. It's so yeah. cool. Like, I've loved teaching art myself. Um, this is 17 years now in education, um, and my passion is with my students. I, today was another great day where I'm like, I love my job, I love my kids, which is really <laughs> remarkable because it's the end of the quarter, so yay me. Um, but about, about three years ago, I made a move to work half-time at Alpine School District as the secondary visual art content specialist, which basically means um, Alpine School District is the largest district in the state, absolutely huge. We have 25 junior highs and high schools alone. Wow, in Utah? And, and, yeah. Oh my gosh. And uh, I work with close to 80 just junior high and high school art teachers. Wow. We have like 11 brand new teachers just this year in our district. So I mentor teachers. I plan professional learning opportunities. Um, I do trainings with them. We do observations. We have a leadership team to help give us goals and guide our vision. I help set up collaboration teams where teachers can work together and mentor each other and, and move forward in their own goals. So it's been, even though I, I love the kids and I'm so grateful that I get to teach the kids, it's been a chance to like amplify that, that impact with other people. Because if I can influence ADR teachers, then, that, then we're talking about tens, if not hundreds of thousands of kids that are going to get a better art experience. Yeah, I feel like that's like what you're saying, like when you peaked, then you go and you teach other teachers. Like, like you found things that are working and are succeeding and are powerful. Right. And then you just share those secrets with all the people around you and let them grow. And then they yeah. inspire. It's just so cool. Yeah. <laughs> ah, that's chilling. I'm with a, a great team of other educators. So I work with a content specialist for like English or science or math. And even though we teach different things, we're constantly like trying to learn and be up on the latest practices and research. So one thing that the last few years I've really developed a passion for is engagement and having kids really be engaged in their education. Um, there's been some great research, a book called Engagement by Design, um, that talks about there's kind of three circles, a te teacher, students, and content. And where the teachers and the students come together is relationships. And where the teacher and the content comes together, you want clarity and what you're teaching, and what you want kids to learn. And where the students and the content come together is challenge. If it's too hard, they're overwhelmed, they give up. If it's too easy, they're bored, they don't want to do it. Right. So finding that mix. So I'm actually working with 15 educators in our district. We're doing a student engagement academy to really dig deep and, and work in these three realms to increase engagement. Um, another thing that... That is neat. With the realm of engagement, I, I found some other research by a, a lady in Melbourne, Melbourne, Australia, Amy Berry, <laughs> and she created this continuum of engaged versus disengaged, but active to passive, where like a lot of times when we think of a kid being engaged, like they're paying attention, they'll raise their hand every now and then, they're not asleep, they're not on their phone, mm -hmm. and she kind of is like, no, there's... There's like a whole scale. Spectrum. Yeah. Like when you're like actively engaged, you're driving your learning. Or the next level is you're investing in your learning. And then more passive engagement is you're participating. And then disengaged, 
you know, you, passive disengagement is you're withdrawn. Like more active, you're now avoiding learning. Mm-hmm. And then the full out, like <laughs> actively disengaged, you're disrupting learning. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love that. I was like, man, if, if students could realize it's not really about the teacher, it's are you monitoring your learning? How invested are you in your learning? Mm-hmm. So I drew some, like, post, made some pictures of teenagers. You know, I use the, the metaphor of a car. So you have a student driving or you have the kids in the back on their phones, just in the, you know, passenger mm-hmm. seat. And it's been fun to, like, make these posters and put them up in my classroom and refer to them. I've noticed if kids are being disruptive, I will just be like, hey, let's check in. How engaged are we right now? Phones go away. <laughs> mm-hmm. The heads come up, you know, because mm-hmm. they really are empowered to determine their own learning experience. Mm-hmm. And we all can make choices. And, and so having this as a tool as something that can help them measure their progress, it becomes like concrete and tangible rather than this like, I don't know, engagement, whatever. So I made a, a business out of it, actually. People were like, I want the posters. I want the posters. Yeah. And, and so I have a domain, engagementposters.com, <laughs> and you can, like, look at them and download them. And I'm even working next week with a new high school um, who's bought a site license, and I'm going to give some training for their teachers so that they can use this as a tool yeah, to help their nice. students feel empowered that they can drive their own, their own education no it's matter such, what's happening. It's such a cool concept because as a student, I feel like you feel like everything just happens to you. Yes. I am just a victim here <laughs> in this building against my will. <laughs> and yeah, like, so like you're saying, like there's a spectrum and you get to choose where you are in right. that. Like, like you're saying, like the vehicle of learning, where you are, like what seat are you going to be in? You yes. choose it. Yeah. Exactly. And that's cool. And, it, and if you pair that with a really deliberate teacher that knows their content and is filling their day with activities that put the learning on the kids. Mm-hmm. A lot of times I find the person talking in the room is the one learning. And yeah. if, I, if I'm talking 80% of the time, then I'm doing 80% of the work, <laughs> and I'm losing them. So if you can flip that dynamic, yeah, it's a, it's a powerful tool. Just want to be a fly on your wall. <laughs> I know. Like these are awesome teaching tips. I think for anyone, regardless of whether you're in the public education system or not, like that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, we wanted to focus specifically on a project that you did. Mm-hmm. Um, we were just blown away, and that was just here in February of 2022. Right. Tell us about this amazing project that you did in this local high school. You got people engaged in. Because- <laughs> I got it. Yes. Just like learning. On steroids, it was so fantastic, um, and it was it was great timing. Uh, in January, I was I was at a real low. I, there was a huge resurgence of COVID. There was a lot of political talk happening here in the state of Utah about passing laws where teachers have to vet all their curriculum with the parents, and yeah, it, inflation was going up, and I, I was just. I was feeling really discouraged. Yeah. Every day we were getting like email after email. This teacher's out. Can anyone help? Wow. And and the public opinion where we had felt like heroes, I felt like everyone was mad at the teachers. Not like post-COVID? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, round three All or four or five yeah. or whatever it was of COVID. Yeah. 
it was the like it's one the first time that I actually considered like, do I want to quit? Is this worth it? Oh wow! And prior to that, I've been working with some leaders in Alpine School District. They wanted to bring a, a group called the Center for Documentary Art and Expression that had worked with some other high schools to bring in some professional artists and have the students create a mural. And so as the content specialist, I'd been asked to kind of be a liaison to help decide on what a high school, which high school could do this. And there were a couple of objectives. There was a heavy emphasis on Native American culture, but really it was about sharing your story. Like what's the story of your school and how can you leave that mark on your school? Just like how Native Americans with the petroglyphs and pictographs they're recording their message, their story, and it's still inspirational to us hundreds of years later. Yeah. We wanted to create that experience for these kids. And as I thought about sharing your story, especially as this as an opportunity for kids to connect with each other, I was thinking about my own school. And I was like, I think I want to do this. Um, Timpanogos High School, which is the school where I teach, is in Orem, Utah. And... It's a relatively small school in our district. We have about 1,500 kids. That's on the small end for my district. And, but it, I would say over 30% of our student body is, is Latino. And we have multiple immigrants and, you know, a LGBTQ community that oftentimes feels underrepresented here in the state of Utah. And as I was thinking about it, all these opportunities to connect with these different populations in our school, it, it kind of seemed perfect because I was like, I wonder if there's like a school that is specifically diverse that my art kids could work with. And most of our high schools, I think all of our high schools have a Latinos in Action program, which is where it's actually a service organization. They go out to the elementaries and tutor kids and help empower the upcoming kids to feel successful. That's awesome. And it was the same class period as my AP art class. And I'm like, this is like lining up. There was also another art class, a little bit smaller class called the THS design team where they do authentic learning. They actually design posters and flyers and all kinds of things. I'm like, we could combine my AP art kids with these design kids with the Latino kids <laughs> and do something really cool to tell our story. Uh, yeah. And so I was like, I'm taking this one. Mm -hmm. I want to do it. And they're like, great, let's do it. So uh, the two professional artists that came and worked with us, one was a storyteller, Jimmy Santiago Baca. And he's from New Mexico. He's Chicano and has a fascinating life. He's written over 30 books. He's been a poet laureate. Like, he's an incredible writer. But he grew up in poverty. He grew up not knowing how to read and write. He was in an orphanage. He was in jail. And when he was in his, as a young man, he ended up in the state penitentiary for five years, actually on a charge that he didn't do. And wow. while he was in prison, he taught himself to read and write. And then he, like, fixated on it. He had nothing to do but think about words. And he became, like, a poet in jail. Mm -hmm. And so he, he came and talked to my students, and his message was powerful. It was, I learned to read and write, 
and I found my power. My power was in my story. And that's, you know, he's like, you guys are lucky. You got to go to school. Like, I, I had to teach myself in jail. And for a lot of my students, I don't know if they've ever seen a Hispanic man in a position of success sharing and talking to them. And especially our Latino kids in the school just loved him. <laughs> Jimmy's also very charismatic. He has this way to just make you feel like you're a million bucks. Um, so we had him come to like, I think, 13 different classrooms, everything from sociology to AP English to my art classes. Um, and in each class period, he was sharing his story, but we're like, we're making a mural. We got to tell our story. What's your story? So the kids were writing, they were doodling, they were drawing. So we were gathering like over 200 pieces of evidence of these kids' stories. We also had a, a visual artist who's a comic book artist, Demi Maharis, who's from, he lives currently in Seattle, but he's a native Alaskan and he grew up in Alaska. And so Jimmy was kind of the jump starter. Let's gather the stories. And then Demi helped us refine those stories and tell it visually. So the first week, they're in classrooms, we're gathering material. And the second week, we're sifting through that material and trying to get to the nuggets of what is our story here at Timpanogos. And from the very beginning, I had this, I just envisioned my AP art class, which is primarily Caucasian, sitting around the table with Latino kids and just telling their stories to each other and seeing what they have in common and what they have different. And to set up for success, we actually asked for some student leaders from each of those three different classes. And we had conversations like, how do we create a safe environment? How can we help kids feel like they can be vulnerable and real with each other? And the kids really helped prepare that ground. So we had this magical moment where Jimmy was telling his story, and then the next class period, we were in the library around tables, and, and there we were, like, sharing stories. And it was powerful for those kids. And then school ended, we came back to my room, but I was like, hey, I'll feed anyone that wants pizza, and, you know, kids will do anything for a free meal. <laughs> so they came, and we, we thought through what are some themes that arose. And it was so inspiring to hear their experience. A lot of them were like, yeah, we, we show up and we support each other and we love each other. Um, a theme that came up was this idea of kintsugi, which is a Japanese pottery form. Can you say that again? Kintsugi. Okay. And it's pottery, when it breaks, rather than throwing it away, they put the, the gold and fuse it together and it yes. becomes better. Yes, yes, that yes. through the brokenness... It actually brings beauty. Mm -hmm. That came from the kids. <laughs> awesome. That's They're awesome. like, yeah, we want to put that in there. And and then magnificent. I asked the kids, so then I, you know, APR kids, your strength is your artists. So let's have you brainstorm ideas. So they had to sketch out ideas and we the next step, the design stage, was primarily my APR kids and the design team. But we brought these two groups together. And we're showcasing ideas and getting in small groups. And I like this. And let's keep this. Let's not have this. They're presenting their ideas to each other. 
and we're kind of keeping track and generating images based on this. So a lot of this work came down to Demi and I sifting through all of this, but we, we try to incorporate as much student leadership as possible. One of the key designs that ended up like affecting the composition the most came from a student, Anna Penrod. She did this really cool digital design of the student like exploring a cave. Mm. She's like, you know, there's the, the outside student that people see, but the inside student is, is facing the unknown and braving emotions and fears and the psychology and kids struggling with mental illness and trauma. And she had this idea of the cave, like facing your fears mm-hmm. and that time was something that stressed every kid out. And I just happened to have spent seven years as a ranger at Timpanogos <laughs> Cave. I'm like, cave? <laughs> Timpanogos Cave? Like, it's in my school? <laughs> and so I took some of that, and then we, we, we channeled that into this kind of, like, cave metaphor on one side. But then on the other side, we wanted, like, the iconic thing about Timpanogos is the mountain, you know. And so we wanted the mountain in there. One student said, wouldn't it be cool if we could make a mountain out of, like, running wolves? And <laughs> Demi took that idea and made this amazing design of the mountain hides all these cool wolves, like this oh, pack wow. symbolism. And then one of the things that I really wanted to highlight was the LGBTQ community. And had m- multiple students, you know, in that community multiple transgender students in my AP art classroom. Mm-hmm. And cool. I was trying to figure out how do I represent this without it becoming this touch point of political controversy. Mm-hmm. I put a pride flag in the mural and then that might be the thing that gets tagged or the parents are take right. it down, you know. So with our current political environment, we had to be sensitive and really think about that. Yeah, what would have longevity? I feel like, yeah. Right. Yeah, that'll just be powerful for years to come. So I was thinking, maybe we need to represent like a few specific kids. This idea of the microcosm, the macrocosm. Your individual story fits into the larger story. And so we're like, oh, so how do we choose these kids? You know, what (laughs) kids are we going to put in there? Um, And so a lot of the kids that were chosen were ones that had really contributed. So we had a a non-binary student represented. We had a student who got so excited to share her story, she had just immigrated from Colombia, like in January, Mm. one month before. Wow. Um, Another student was in the presidency of Latinos in action of mixed race. And we weren't just thinking about race. We were thinking, like, one of our students has ADHD, representing, like, mental neurodiversity. Mm -hmm. Ah, So anyway, it's... uh, we came together. There were about 30 kids painting the mural. It took us about 10 days to paint a 5 foot by 15 foot mural, mostly yeah. with acrylic paint. with some, Huge. And uh, it where was amazing. In, where in the school is it? It yeah. is featured in the commons area, front and center, right as you walk in. Ah, that's so cool. And it looks fantastic. But it, I think it really, there's so many symbols, but it really, I think, succeeded in telling our story became such a powerful experience for me, but also for those kids to be part of that. 
That's amazing. That's just chilling. <laughs> and you were featured in Voyage Utah magazine as well for this amazing endeavor. Yeah. <laughs> a, a friend nominated me and was like, this is a cool story. There are lots of Instagram posts, like, day by day, this is how much we did on the mural. Yeah. Um, so that was really fun. And to have students be part of the entire process, which I think is just powerful. We even had three super go-getter students who were like, we want to design a website for it. And I'm like, really? Do it. <laughs> They're like, yeah, we're going to write code and we're going to do it. I mean, they took it way further than I could have imagined. Did they end up doing it? or what Yeah, happened? and in fact, <laughs> they're... They're so, like, they wanted to be perfect that I'm thinking they'll probably finish it this next week, like, months later after. <laughs> they're like, Miss Davis, can we focus on our grades for the other quarter? I'm like, okay, yeah, do that. Miss Davis, can we focus on our AP tests? Okay, do that. Can we focus on graduating? Okay, maybe Bye. we should do that. But I'm like, but don't forget about me. Mm -hmm. um, we had our T-Wolf TV film crew, like, do a documentary that that is up on YouTube about the whole process. Um, it's got symbols. And one of the cool things is we actually took the actual student stories and made each into like a tile where you can go onto this mural website and read the stories. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah, tell us that website. Um, I will when they have it done. <laughs> I'm like, I don't even know right now. It's still kind of in process. Awesome we, we had one and then they're like, it's too slow. It loads too slow. Like, we can do it better. And they're, really, like, they're doing an amazing job. Well, we'll include it in the show notes whenever you yes. have hopefully it Yes, we'll have it. By the time this airs, hopefully we'll be done. The unveiling of this mural was a huge community unification. Yeah. People coming. I mean, so beautiful, like you were saying. So many different... Um, parts of the community being represented, and it, yeah, it just is a story of your neighborhood, of your area, and a gift to all those that come to see it. And it's, I love that it's in the heart of the school too. Mm -hmm. I mean, but yeah, it was. We invited parents. We had three classes, but even other classes just joined us. Mm. Like this one student is part of our class, and we wanted to support her. You know, yeah. And so we had represent. Like, the whole commons area was just packed and there was this great energy. So, yeah, it's, it's been a real, real boost. That's amazing. To our school identity. Well, thank you, Anna, so much for joining us today. Um, your story has been powerful and impactful and inspiring. And I'm just so delighted to have you. <laughs> we wanted to have you come for so long. <laughs> so, this is so great. Glad to be here. <laughs> to hear more fun, inspiring stories from women like Anna Davis, click and subscribe button. To, directly to your device so you can get our podcast for Mountain Mama's Misadventures every week. Like and subscribe. <laughs> Check out our website. It is full of cool, unique trips, but not only that, you can get ideas for future trips. The website is mountainmamas.org. It's spelled M as in Mary, T as in Tom, mamas.org. We work hard on that website, so go check it out. There's tons of free <laughs> yeah. stuff on there. Click on trip reports to see all kinds of fun ideas. <laughs> That's it for today's adventure. Join us next time, and as always, remember... A woman's place is in the mountains. Don't forget to check out our Patreon podcast episode. 
Mountain Mama misadventure hacks, stories on tips and tricks on how to outwit misadventures. This week we'll be featuring Anna and her amazingness and she's going to share some awesome tips on how to become an empowering person. <laughs>